Hello and welcome back to Lacquer Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of Mine Hunter. This is season one, episode five, written by Jennifer Haley, directed by Tobias Lindholm. Not much happened this episode. I give it a solid 7.9 out of 10. I didn't dislike it in any capacity. I just didn't have a lot of commentary. It went fairly straightforward. Uh, and I will say this isn't one of the, the more exciting type of cases that we have. And I think I am officially done with the Debbie and Holden relationship. I, it's, it's, uh, it's crickets around there. Once again, I got really excited to find out what Dennis the Menace was up to this week, except all he did was mail a letter. Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Back in Altoona, Pennsylvania, they're stuck still looking into the murder of Beverly Jean. Mark Akasek, is that his last name? I like him though. <laughs> he is a town cop where he's kind of like, I know everyone here. I don't want the perpetrator to be someone that lives in this community, but it's looking more and more as if that is the case. I still enjoy that Tench is very much the the hard bull and Holden is the soft touch <laughs> and they just get each other very well and uh Bill is not happy that that Mark gave Benji the heads up because he left town now he's back in town however he knew that they were coming he's waiting for them on the porch he's rehearsed right they haven't had a chance to take him off guard he's also serving donuts offering coffee like this is a social call instead of an investigation into the very brutal murder of his fiance. he says that they were in love uh, that she was his first sexual experience that he bought this place for her so that they can move in together then he starts breaking down in tears and holden or ford is not about that he's like uh-uh that dude is full of shit <laughs> mark is still trying to defend him and holden is a little unsure because he wants to believe this pathetic act is not an actual act they then go speak with Benji's mother who's at the church. She talks about Frank Janderman who is her her daughter's husband. Uh, her daughter Rose had to take care of Benji because she had to work two jobs and you know it wasn't easy with their father packing up and leaving but that Frank has been a little bit of a godsend. He protects Benji and he's very much not gonna let anyone come around rose because he's abusing rose all of this talk about how what did what did bill says she has him wrapped around her her golden triangle or something to that effect basically women are capable of being deceptive and there's a conversation when they get back to to virginia i believe where they're speaking with Carr, who only had a very brief moment in this episode, which was sad, where she is packing up, but also leaving information for them. Holden offers to drive her to the airport to discuss their latest case and his 
his instincts in regards to whether or not benji is to believe be believed car tells him that women are just as capable it's one of the few things that they have to to use to their advantage which is sex uh so it's not out of the realm of possibility that that the woman that benji is idolizing may not have had the same feelings for him which causes ford to be insecure about his relationship with debbie because she's so uh forward thinking he goes to talk to her and she's on speed which is very off very common back then to get through college exams she admits that she did use waterworks on a (laughs) on a teacher before a professor and she even believed it a little bit got her grade up and that that is part of life exploitation of other people's emotions using emotion or another form of manipulation he wants to know how many men that she slept with and she's not going to answer that question and he settles on 10 (laughs) they then get a phone call from mark who tells them that frank has a very violent past with a woman in a crowbar so they bring him in actually they let him stew for a very long time because they know that will cause him to be a little bit more uh not as guarded because he's impatient and he's angry he's got anger issues they speak with frank and he tells a whole nother story about the situation that went down apparently uh she beverly jean was an eight he was attracted to her but she was playing benji and that benji probably wasn't satisfying her so on and so forth he makes a lot of interesting comments that make him seem as if he is involved as they are leaving um well he also says that they were not engaged that benji thought it was way serious than he thought when they are leaving that's when mark says there's something that's bothering me and he takes them to go speak with rose who is benji's sister there's some disconnect that they're seeing they just don't know what it is and when they speak to rose she's like yeah he's my older brother are you close with him he's my brother there isn't a defining uh love between her and her brother but there is a loyalty because she's been taking care of him for so long it makes sense that she would just take care of him uh she has a child with frank she was eight months pregnant at the time that beverly jean was murdered she also has bruises so she's abused and before they leave mark says look if the fbi find out you were involved it's not going to go good for you and it's not going to go good for your newborn child they are all considering what their next step should be also getting a warrant for frank's vehicle when rose comes into the police station and says look if i tell you well can you protect my child and he's like of course and the truth comes out she had gotten a call from from frank told her to come over bring cleaning supplies she forgot she got there she was told not to freak out by frank she asked where benji was he was crying in the bathroom because this that's just what he does i mean he they questioned benji again and it was clear he's hiding something and he just starts bursting out in tears and and it's also catching (laughs) i'm also 
very uh very immune or i get uncomfortable when people are crying in front of me it's just something i do it's not that i'm not empathetic it's when they randomly start crying and i don't like i don't know how this brought about tears i was just asking you questions (laughs) very basic questions uh but the sobbing is just making up for the fact that he has nothing to say for his guilt and she explains that she found benji in the room in the bathroom crying that beverly jean was in the tub she was stabbed there was a knife in there she went and got cleaning supplies and cleaned up after the mess while the boys took the body to dispose of her of note though is that she was fully covered at this time she said she was dead but clearly someone decided to do a lot more to her corpse and i'm gonna guess that's frank just because benji doesn't seem like he has it in him he probably did stab her in an argument that maybe frank incited because he's all like yeah he can never get a girl like that like how you marry but you attracted to some well i guess that's why i say that like that's uncommon (laughs) but it's disgustingly attracted to someone in this case because it's supposed to be your brother-in-law's uh girlfriend he dismisses him I i do feel like frank is the mastermind benji is the sniveling little fool and they're all pretty much have been uh brainwashed not brainwashed but are prone to following a more uh dominant persona both benji and his sister than they being the actual i mean they're all gonna go to jail <laughs> it doesn't matter and i know she was saying nothing gonna happen to her or the baby like nothing happened girl you going to jail you are going to jail and even mark says why did you help them like uh i did what i was told i think she would have a good case in front of a jury though i mean you're being physically abused emotionally abused uh that's gonna cause some issues especially when you were pregnant at the time it's like yeah you did something that was wrong but you also were the one that immediately came forward uh, after the fact once police started getting more involved in it and you you do come from a certain background that they're gonna go a little easier on rose uh, but they're definitely gonna throw the book at frank and benji there's another really great scene just because i love bill and holden together <laughs> where they're in the their motel room and he's discussing all of the many possibilities and he's like can you never just relax seriously Holden follows that up as Bill is looking at the crime scene photos because he was wondering does this warrant our involvement and then when he looks at the photos once again he's like yeah the severity of the dismemberment of or the violation to the corpse does indeed he then leans all close on the bed (laughs) and Bill's like uh personal space do you not know what it is and how come we ain't got enough money in which we are not sharing the same 
motel room. I feel like that's a choice you made every time. <laughs> so Bill or Holden takes the photos and goes back to his bed and reviews them. And they're both reviewing finally in silence. Uh, Car is very mum about her personal life because Holden asked, "Does anyone? Is there anyone to pick you up at the airport?" And she was like, "I got, I got a cab." Uh huh. I need to know more. So yeah, pretty straightforward episode um not bad at all i enjoyed it just a weaker one of of all the episodes thus far so i'm wondering if we're going to follow back up on this case or if we're getting a new case next week if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackhookcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe till next time peace hair grease and blacker magic